Photos. I bet right now you have tens of thousands of photos in your phone. You're like, I don't have any idea what to do with it. Maybe times were better long ago when we actually had a camera. And you remember that there was something called film. Yes, film. And then when you would take pictures, you'd say to somebody, hey, don't take so many pictures of the waterfalls because you don't want to waste the film because you only had like 12, 24, or maybe 36 exposures. Not anymore. Now we have 12, 24, or 36 exposures of our dinner. According to InfoTrends, more than 1.44 trillion digital photos are expected to be taken this year alone. And so what do you do with all those photos? And how do you organize them? How do you get rid of the duplicates? Of course, there's photo editing software, and you don't need to use Photoshop. Over at commando.com, we have links to all kinds of free programs. But for most of us, taking and editing all those photos, it's not the issue. The first step is always sorting through all the endless folders and galleries that spread across all of our devices. And then you also have regular photos and frames, too. Now, if you have a total mess on your hands, you've come to the right place because organizing your photos takes patience and time, and you're only a few steps away from setting things up the right way, but there's a lot more than just organizing. So that's why we have on board with us Ali Seligman and Ben Bradley. Now, Ali is our amazing content queen. So, Ali, what are you going to be covering the podcast? Well, Kim, you mentioned getting all those photos in one place. But then when you do, you realize how much junk is in there. Yeah. So I'm going to teach you how to get rid of all the duplicates, the memes, the screenshots, everything hiding your real photos you care about. So like you're channeling your inner Marie Kondo. Exactly. Oh, love that. Okay. Now, Ben Bradley is our trusty news director. So, Ben, tell us what you're going to cover with the photos. Well, we're going to talk about where to store them, and it's not just one place. We're going to talk about hard drives to cloud drives to everything in between. And will we have to pay for all this storage, Ben? Some of it, yes, but some of it is free with other services you might already pay for. I like free. Free is always (laughs) good. So this is a great podcast for anyone who has photos just strewn in all these different places. So stay right where you are. We have that coming up. But first, we have to say a special thank you to our partners in this podcast because they make it possible. Okay, welcome to Kim Commando Explains. We are talking about organizing your photos, what to do with them. And the first step is to gather them all together. Now, you probably aren't just taking photos with your phone exclusively. Okay, so what about all your other devices? You have your phone, your tablet, maybe even have a digital camera. What about your laptop? Old thumb drives. Yeah, I know. Raise your hand. I know you have a few of those. And how about hard drives? How about any old phones that still power up? Okay, then you want to move to digital storage. You want to raid your email, your social media accounts for photos from friends and family that you don't want to lose track of. Now, on Facebook, you can download all your photos that you might want to, and then you have to look through all the cloud storage services that you subscribe to. I know, it's tough. You got Google Drive, you have iCloud, you have Dropbox, and you want to make sure that you're not missing anything there either. You might even have photos on your Amazon account because, hey, Maybe you are like one of the people who are tapping into your five gigs of free storage with a Prime account. So now, once you've found all the files, the pictures that you want to keep, 
you have to move to physical pictures. You want to scour your home for any place that you might have old photos stashed away. Maybe photo albums, storage boxes, scrapbooks. When my husband's father passed away, I went through his entire house and I started taking pictures off the wall. And as I started taking the the photos off the wall, I realized that some of these picture frames, they had eight or 12 photos in one frame. It was, I had never seen anything like that before. So start checking all the picture frames in your relatives' homes. Now, don't forget about those undeveloped rows of film that may have been hiding in back of your desk drawer for many, many years. So this takes a ton of work, but it can be a fun walk down memory lane. But don't take that walk down memory lane yet because it's easy to get overwhelmed. What I'd like you to do is not get emotional when you're looking at all these pictures. Only two seconds per picture. Promise me. Two seconds, because you can walk down memory lane later. You have this job ahead of you, and I want you to get distracted. And then what I'd like you to do is to set up different piles of your photos. You have yes, no, and maybe. You know, set them out on the desk, the floor, and then your digital images. You can actually star those, or heart on Apple's Photos app, of course, and maybe you just actually want to start deleting some of these. Now, if you took a ton of photos that all look the same, Here is the proven scientific method for choosing the best one. I hope you're listening. So let's say you have 10 photos of your lunch, 12 photos of your kids smiling, 15 photos of your dog, whatever it may be, doing the very same thing. So are you ready for the scientific method? You ready? Okay. I want you to look at all the pictures Raise your right hand and make an index finger. And then I'd like you to say, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, pick the best photo like a pro. And then you can group your photos by travel, family, holidays, whatever it is, whatever the value of that photo is, whatever the instance, the memory, that experience of that photo. So now that you have all your photos gathered together, Allie, what do we do with all this mess? Mess is the operative word there. I think you hit on something really important, Kim. With our phones especially, now there's no limit. We can take 10 photos of the bagel we had for breakfast and not even think about it. Oh, don't even get me started on burst mode. We'll get to that. But now you've got all your photos. Let's go back to the Marie Kondo mindset. Let's think about how do we want to organize these? For some people, it's really just by date. Maybe you just like looking back. Hey, here's what happened in 2018. Maybe there are specific things that stick out to you, like a wedding, a family reunion, a birthday, something special. So you can organize that way. Or you can just do it by person. That is so easy in our phones now with uh, the AI built into the software It recognizes people for you. So I can open up Google Photos on my phone, click a folder, and look at all the pictures of my husband or my friend or even you, Kim, because I've taken so many photos of you here in the studio. But now, but wait, before you leave Google Photos, it also does your dog, your canary, whatever it may be. It sure does. You can look at pets. I was just looking at mine and my friend's dogs were in there, which was so cute. I can click it and, you know, I sent her some pictures and she was super happy. So think about how you like your photos organized. Maybe you do want to look back at a wedding or a vacation you care about, or maybe that's not all that important to you. 
Now, like Kim said, it's going to be easier once you get everything into one central place. Ideally, you're doing this on a computer because it's just so much easier to navigate than swiping through with your phone every single time. It helps you know what you're working with, what you need to get rid of. So, Allie, before we move on, everybody has everything all organized. We have the yes, the no's, and the maybes. We did the scientific method of eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Pick the best photo like a pro, which I should trademark that, I think, as a, a tech tip to know, love, and remember. If you're on Apple, you're going to store them all in the photo app. If you're on Android, Windows, use Google, right? Yeah, Google Photos. You're really going to – I know Ben is going to get more into this, but really you want to stick in the ecosystem that all your devices already live in. If you've got an iPad, an iPhone, awesome. Yeah, use Apple's Photos. If you've got an Android phone, a Windows computer, Google Photos is super easy. So use whatever is easiest for you, and usually it is that one that just works really seamlessly with your devices. And then once you have all your photos in a platform that makes sense for you, that's when, oh my gosh, you start looking at them. That is when the work begins, Yeah, right? You've got them all compiled and... In some cases, you're going to have duplicates. Say you emailed yourself some photos once and you uploaded those, but they were also on your phone. And then a friend sent them to you. Great. Now I have three copies of the same event. That's a pain. Luckily, tech can help you out there, which we'll get to in a minute. The other junk that makes it hard to find what you want are exactly what you were talking about, Kim. All the pictures I took of someone's dog. Not even my own dog, right? Somebody else's dog, 20 pictures. I don't need all those. I don't know why we do that. I mean, we just, (laughs) it's like, I mean, does, is the dog really going to look that much different 10 seconds at that particular moment? It's because we can. All of us remember having a physical camera with film and you couldn't take unlimited pictures. I think now just because we can, we want to. You know, that's an interesting psychological study that you just, (laughs) because I mean, I'm thinking of my son. And I always think of, like, how other people use technology, and I always have. He only takes one picture. Oh. When it's time to take a picture, he takes one, and he's like, here you go. And I don't know if it's because he's a guy. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Uh, Or it's just, yeah, it's probably because he's a guy. I'd like to see what his selfies look like if he he was a girl. I bet he'd take. (laughs) That's 25. Exactly. 25 in one, one minute. And then the other junk that cluttering things up, screenshots. Maybe it's a funny meme you wanted to send to your friend or a screenshot of a website, something you took a quick picture of so you wouldn't forget. All that is junk that's just hiding the actual photos you actually care about. Um, So for all that stuff, I'm sorry to say, it's a pretty manual process to clean those out. So there's – so because I know that there are programs that promise to go through the entire thing. And I've always cautioned people for years not to let the AI just do it because you never know – what might get missed in the process. Absolutely. And then if that photo is gone and that's your digital copy, it's gone forever. For true duplicates, that software does work pretty well. And so we're talking about, you know, I have three copies of the exact same photo. I don't need all those. And so these apps or pieces of software for a computer, they can help you clear those. If you're on a Mac, there's a good one called Photos Duplicates Cleaner. Uh, If you're on a Windows computer, Duplicate Cleaner works the same way. They group those together, leave you with one copy. You can get those for phones, too, uh, for iPhone and Android. Remo Duplicate Photos Remover is a really good one. But if we're talking about going through and deleting things you actually don't care about anymore, here's a little trick. So on Android, you might not even realize you have this on your phone. It's called Files. It's a Google app. And at the bottom, there's an option that says Clean. And if you click it, you get a list of all your old screenshots. 
So I looked for me. I had almost 1,700 (laughs) (laughs) eating up about a gig of space in my account. Wait, wait, wait. 1,700 screenshots, Allie? Yes, indeed. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) What are you screenshotting? Everything, apparently. (laughs) I, you know, it's just an easy way to show people things. I do a lot of the take a screenshot, circle it, send it to someone. I, I guess I just do it more than I realize. I think we have a new nickname for you, Allie Screenshot Queen of the <laughs> Universe. I think that's what it is. Now, now we it, just gave out some names and some programs, and we'll have links to them over at commando.com. So if you're sitting there and you're listening going, uh, I need that. What's the name of it? Exactly. Well, and to find your screenshots on an iPhone, you can do the same thing. So... If you go in your Photos app, there's an album of just screenshots. So maybe you think, okay, I don't need these. I know they're junk. Great. You can bulk delete it all at once. Boy, Allie, that's such great stuff that you just passed along. So coming up, we have some more information about habits, great things that you should be doing regularly with your photos. And then, of course, Ben's going to be along telling us where we need to save all this stuff. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Kim Commando Explains. We're talking about organizing, getting rid of the duplicates, handling that mess of a photo collection that you have. I know you have one. Just raise your hand right there. Now, Allie, give us some tips on how we can move forward. Let's say that we we found all of our photos. We scanned everything in. We searched for the duplicates. We got rid of the screenshots. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of mine, too. You just reminded me. What other habits can we have when we're starting to take care of our photos? Well, I think we can all take a lesson from Ian. We can take fewer photos. Or if you're not going to do that, get in the habit of deleting them right away. So say you take 10 pictures of something, figure out which one you like and just get rid of the rest. If you just do it as you go, you there's so much less work you have to do on the back end. One thing I try to do every month or so, I scroll through my photo gallery and I clean out the junk. Clearly, I haven't gotten all the screenshots, but I do clean out duplicates. I clean out um, memes. Some screenshots, other stuff that's just taking up space. So when you're sitting on the couch watching TV, grab your phone and instead of scrolling through Twitter, delete some photos. One that you mentioned before, Kim, make sure that you like or heart or favorite the photos you like. This means when you go back into your photo gallery, you can actually see the stuff you care about and pictures that you might have forgotten about, which is always really fun. And then in whatever software you use, the AI is really smart and it can detect people, but it does need some help every now and then. You might find if you open up on your iPhone or your Android, your Photos app, there are going to be multiple albums of the same person. That's because your phone just doesn't really realize, hey, that's him. That's him over here. No, he looks a little different. So you can help it out. You can tag people and let your phone know this this is Kim Commando, even though she looks a little different right now. Well, I'll tell you about the tagging of the photos. I think this is fascinating, is that sometimes Apple will think that Ian is me. <laughs> and sometimes it thinks that I'm Ian it, because the, the we have similar facial structures. Yeah. I, I think that's it's really kind of funny when you look at, hey, wait a minute. Well, at least it didn't think I was like Abby the dog. So I guess there's <laughs> for that. And then one more little tip. If you've got an iPhone, remember, when you delete photos, they don't just go away forever. They go into your recently deleted folder. So make sure that you actually empty that folder because if you're trying to save some space or get rid of them for good, they stick around until you get rid of them. And, you know, I know a woman who has twins, and their names are Amal and Juan. And she only has one folder of their baby pictures, because if you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. 
I was trying to get there. I couldn't get <laughs> you're, you're like, okay, where is she going with this? Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. All right. So, Ben, we've, we've organized all the photos. We've got him in folders, and we've, we've done AI, and Ali has helped us get rid of all the duplicates and, yes, our screenshots. So we are ready to now have the holy grail. What the heck do we do with all of this? Well, I don't like to store them in just one place. I'm a big fan of having at least one backup. So I like keeping a hard copy on, you know, a local hard drive and all the photos on a cloud service, too. And we kind of talked about ecosystems earlier. So that's what we're going to get into just a little bit here. So you have all these options. You have hard drives. You have other hard drives, a.k.a. the cloud, which is just other people's hard drives. And it really comes down to the services you use and how many photos you're trying to store. So if you have a bunch of phone photos that you've been keeping for years, if you have scanned photos from photo albums and everything else, you're going to need a lot of space. And so that's really the key uh, when you're looking at these services. So take your basic photo. The, the photos now on phones can be two megabytes, six megabytes. Let's just say the average is four. Now, if you're trying to store 2,000 photos, really all you need is 10 gigabytes of space. Which is nothing. That's nothing. You, you're going to burn through that in no time when you factor in any family videos you've saved or if you're backing up other files on your phone. So that is not hardly anything considering how many photos we've already taken and how many we're going to keep taking. Now, those photos are in standard format. We're not talking about raw images. Right, right. You would burn through that space in no time. Raw yeah. images are like at 20 megabytes a, a photo. And that's just too much. And then we also have pro-raw now. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, so if 20 megs wasn't enough, now we're going to go for like 35. Yes. <laughs> So, and I don't think it's a bad thing to store the photos on your phone if you have the room. If you if you upgrade your iPhone or if you've just had one for years, you may have years and years of, of photos already on your phone. But don't just make that your only option. Your phone might fail one day. It could, you might reset it. Yeah. You you might. Or what happened to that woman, that newscaster, where her where the child tried to tap into her phone multiple times, and then the phone just said, okay, somebody's trying to hack it. I guess I'll just reset and wipe everything gone, including all the pictures that she had of her kid. Right. And that's, that, that brings me to my first point about backing it up. And we'll, you know, with cloud services, that's important. The ecosystem we keep talking about. If you have an Apple, you know, uh, an iPhone, an iPad, a Mac, your, your easiest option is going to be iCloud. You're in that e ecosystem, and you can set that stuff up to back up automatically. The photos you've already taken, the photos that you take tomorrow will automatically be backed up, that you don't have to worry about having that copy. Now, iCloud is only free, though, with five gigabytes. Exactly. Yes. And you can fill that up, well, with new pictures in no time. Okay, I'm raising my hand. iCloud account, everything backing up, one terabyte, $9.99 a month. Thank you, Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just have a very small collection, there's 50 gigabytes for a, a buck a month. But, you know, I just I don't recommend going with that low amount, especially if you want to keep adding to it. Oh, don't worry, Ben. They'll keep telling you, hi, we're Apple. You're about to run out of space. <laughs> Click here now. <laughs> exactly. Give us your credit card. So and as far as other services goes, you know, if you have an Android, if you have a Windows PC, yes, there's the 
there's Google Photos. Now, it used to have unlimited photo storage, which is basically a thing of the past, so you have to pay for a Google One subscription if you want to store a lot. Uh, you get 15 gigabytes free, and again, that fills up fast. But if you want to pay for storage, it's, it's basically on the same level as iCloud in terms of pricing. They really don't vary much uh, in terms of, you know, 200 gigabytes is 3 bucks a month. Two terabytes, 10 bucks a month, which that should, for most people, two terabytes is more than you, okay. than you need. How many photos are we talking about? Because, you know, I don't know if people listening can sit there and go, oh, I need like, like 50 gigs or I need 500 gigs or whatever it may be. I mean, so if you were to say like, so like you, if you have a relatively small photo collection, a medium sized photo collection, and then just excessive, small being, let's just say, because it is 2021, small is what? 10,000 photos, 5,000 photos? I'd say at least five to, yeah, five to 7,000 photos. Okay, so we'll say five to 7,000 mm-hmm. photos. So you're small. That would be, you're a small, you're a small photo pack rat. <laughs> you would be okay with 50 gigs of storage. Okay. And then if I'm medium, say I'm what, 7,000 to 12,000 maybe? Sure. You could get, you know, if you had a phone or a hard drive that was like 256 gigs, gigabytes, that would be okay too. Or if you're paying for that kind of storage, that's 500 gigabytes or less. You would be okay in that range. Now, a two terabyte, if you want, and I like future-proofing things because I don't want to replace it if it's going to work, you could potentially, on the average photo sizes, you could store maybe up to 200,000 photos. Wow. Now, that's not including videos. Again, especially if you're shooting videos in 4K on your phone, that's, you know, you've got to factor that in too. Maybe you can factor in, a f- you can add a few hundred videos or maybe up to a couple thousand, depending on how short or long they are, when you also consider all the photos you're storing too. That's why I say a two terabyte is a good, you know, base level for that kind of thing. You can get an eight terabyte, you can get a 10 terabyte or a 20 terabyte, but two is a good, you know, starter limit. I'm talking about for cloud and things like external hard drives. That's all great, but what if you want a different type of hard drive? It's called a NAS, a Network Attached Storage Drive. Now, with a NAS drive, you can put everything on it in your home, and then you have access to it from wherever the road leads. Now, you may know that a NAS could be used as a music server or maybe as a video server. So stay right where you are, because coming up, we're going to talk about NAS drives. I know it sounds really techy, but it's not. And so what you can do is put on your pocket protector right now while we take a break and stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Kim Commando Explains. We've been talking all about photos. Don't you feel empowered? Don't you feel like you have this totally under control? Yeah, you do. I know you do. So, Ben, let's talk about NAS drives. Boy, if there's anything that's going to pull people in is when you say, yes, a (laughs) NAS drive. Now, let me preface this by saying I don't have one yet. But on paper, this is the best of both worlds. This is that hole you have it locally and you have it in the cloud. So a NAS drive, which again stands for Network Attached Storage, think of it as a combination of hard drives uh, with redundant disks. So if one fails, you've got a backup right there. And if you're out somewhere, you can still access all these photos on your phone or on your tablet. 
not like a regular hard drive where you have to be in the presence of that drive. And that's all great bad. But I think what we need to do is tell people, like, how do they hook up a NAS drive? Because, you know, when you say NAS, network attached storage, suddenly, like, you picture, like, the geeks of the weeks have to just come right in to your <laughs> home and then set it all up, which is not the case. I mean, it used to be 10 years ago. I mean, I could do it today without breaking a nail, right? Right. It's it's. It looks like an external hard drive, except it's a, it's larger. And instead of just plugging it into your computer or plugging it in, plugging it into the wall, this one you actually connect directly to your home network, so to your router. Set it next to it, hook up an Ethernet cable, and that's what ties it into your network and makes it available on all these other devices. Okay, it is not hard to set up. Right. It's not. But what you could do is you can say that it's hard, and then you get bragging rights to your family members and friends. And so when you have the honey to-do list and she's like, okay, so we need you to do the yard, take the trash out, trim the trees, whatever it may be, you can say, I'd really love to do that, honey, but you know, you want me to organize the photos. And so I've got to like take the whole afternoon and put together a NAS drive. You think how easy this is? This is difficult. And then she'd say... Oh, you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you do. You get this. Okay, I'm going to go work on this. You go into the office or wherever it is. You close the door. You spend the 20 minutes or so hooking it up. Sure. And then you spend the next hour catching the game or whatever it is you missed on Netflix. You come out an hour and a half later, wipe your forehead. Okay, I ran into some problems, but I I'm going I back in. It. <laughs> I'm going back in. I just came out for a beer. That's it. I'm just, I, you, know, you know how frustrating this computer stuff can be? Oh, if you could just massage my back right now, my shoulders, I feel like I can really do it. Don't you worry. I will get through this. Yes. <laughs> now, the thing about the difference is the NAS drives can be more expensive. They can be hundreds of dollars. They can be north of $1,000. Mm. One good option, it's technically not a NAS drive, but it's a combo. Western Digital makes something called MyCloud Home Duo with options from 2 terabytes all the way to 20 terabytes. It has a dual drive, and it saves your photos, your files on both drives. It mirrors yeah, it's, them. It's, yeah, it sets it up as a RAID. Right. And you can access the files, again, anywhere from the cloud. There's no subscription fee. And you can import your photos from other services. And just an example, the 6-terabyte version costs 300 bucks on Amazon. You know, that's not a lot of money. It's not. For what you're getting, 6 terabytes, dual RAID drives, NAS, in the cloud, accessible via an app. I mean, I wish we could get them as a sponsor. Are you listening, Western Digital? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, really. Wait, you know, and speaking of sponsors, we do have a sponsor of the national radio show, iDrive. We do. So we should spend a little time talking about iDrive because, you know, the plans start at less than $6 a month and you get a terabyte of storage right there. Right. It's actually, they're similar in terms of, you know, Google and iCloud that it backs up everything for you. iDrive works across all of your devices. And we actually have a link on our site now that you can get five terabytes of storage, $7 for the first year. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's great. So Good deal. Yes, and it is easy to use. Again, photos you have that you're taking on your phone, photos you already have saved on your computer. You can set it all to backup from the moment you sign up with the service. And, and see, the NAS drive is really for somebody if you're kind of a tech head. I mean, I was joking about it, but it does require some diligence. If you're just getting started and you have some photos and maybe you're still in that medium, small to medium sized category, is that iDrive is a great, great solution because when your photos are all in the cloud, it's safe from 
fire, theft, floods, whatever it may be. And then for just seven bucks a month for five terabytes, that's actually a smoking deal. It is. It is. And one more thing before I go as far as saving everything on a hard drive. If you're going to have a backup on a hard drive, I would recommend (laughs) an actual external hard drive, not a flash drive. They're too easy to lose. You know what? I can't believe people still call me and say, you know, is it still a good idea to put everything on a thumb drive? Or I was wanting to offload everything onto a thumb drive. I'm like, what part of thumb and drive and solid state electronics do you think goes together? (laughs) Okay, It doesn't. I wonder if all the lost thumb drives are with, like, single socks and everything else we've lost over the years. They probably are. <laughs> that would be that would be a funny little cartoon. Like, all these little socks sitting there going, do I know you? No, I'm a thumb drive. No. It's like parents without partners. Okay, Ben, that was great stuff. Really was. And Allie, fantastic job on getting us all organized and streamlined. So now that we have all of our photos, one of the things that I like to do is I'd like to make those pretty photo books. And so you can, if it's a recipe book or whatever it may be, is that you can actually have a coffee table book. And then there are also these sites that will print your photos on metal frames, which I think is also pretty sweet. You can make slideshows. What, Ali, what are some uses of your photos that you've done? I've done a few good ones over the years. There's a site called Artifact Uprising, and they make the most beautiful photo projects. They're really modern and clean and fresh. I think we've all seen the photo calendars that are mm. a little... You know, they don't look great. But this site, they make awesome stuff. This year for Christmas, I gave my parents and we gave our in-laws a photo frame. So all these pictures that they had never seen, we just popped them on a you know little drive, put it in the frame, and now they can see them all the time. So I like to gift photos for sure. And in my own life, I like to print them. I like to print little square photos. I've got them all over the house, put them on the fridge. And, you know, it's nice to not actually just see them on your phone or forget about them forever. And and that's a good use. If you want to see a photo every single day, print it or have it printed. I happen to use MPix. I'll use Shutterfly. I'll use someplace else if I find a coupon for it. And the other thing to remember, too, is that we all have these smart TVs. And so you can show all your photos on the TV. If you have an Apple TV and whatever TV it is, I can have my photos showing nonstop, which is actually kind of a lot of fun instead of looking just at this, like, you know, black screen. So, Ben, give us some ideas. You know, not just Apple TV. You've got Chromecast. You can do that, too. That's true. Now, as far as the printing out, you mentioned Shutterfly. They also offer unlimited free storage of your photos. But, of course, they're going to try to get you to buy stuff like photo pillows and you know, whatever else you can put a photo on now. Photo socks. I yeah, actually, photo socks. I actually bought for Barry for Christmas socks with pictures of Abby all over it. And then I also bought him a mask with just the dog's nose on it. It is so <laughs> funny. That's great. Now, one of the things my wife often does for uh, family members who live quite a distance away, she'll use, and I can't remember if it's Impix or Shutterfly, but she'll go in and she'll make calendars. You know, they have collages template, collage templates that you can use to put in some of the best photos we've taken over the year and print actual photo calendars. So anytime you change a month, you've got about 10 photos on each Oh, on each nice. Month. That's a good idea. So it's good for the, you know, the in-laws, the grandparents uh, who don't obviously see the kids as much, especially now. So and then you have all kinds of other things. Like you mentioned like mugs, 
rugs, um, whatever it may be, you can slap a photo on just about anything. Canvases, yes. I mean, it's there's. I do like the canvases. Phone cases, bottle openers. You can put photos on bottle openers too. And since Ali, you mentioned the digital photo frames, Ben, you actually reviewed a really great digital photo frame for Commando.com. I did. It's called the Aura Carver. And you don't hear a lot about digital photo frames now because you have tablets, you have TVs, you have smart displays that can show your photos. But the actual digital photo frames out there now, like this one, they're really nice. They have exceptional screens. And you can upload photos from an app from anywhere and share it with multiple users so they can upload photos too. So easy to use. And they even turn off at night when they detect the lights have gone off. So, and how much is that? That one is one ninety nine, but you can get it as low, I believe, as one seventy from time to time, depending on the sale. And we have links to everything that we just mentioned, of course, over at commando.com. So, Allie, what do you want to leave our listeners with? One piece of motivation for them to get started. You are going to feel so good when it's done scrolling through your photos and seeing things you love and not all the junk. So bite the bullet, set aside probably a couple afternoons, and just do it. After that, all you have to do is maintenance, and that part's easy. Ben? That's the hard part, what she just said. The easy part is actually just storing them and picking two sources. And once you have those uploaded in in at least two secure spaces, you actually feel this sense of relief. You know, and I'm feeling inspired by this entire podcast that I think I'm going to start a new photo category and maybe I'm even going to sell my images. And I, I think I have a name for the company. I think I'm going to call it <clears throat> Spaghetti Images. Get it? Spaghetti <laughs> Images? Spaghetti. I'm sorry. If you have to explain the joke, it's just not worth it. So I hope that you're going to walk away with the motivation, the skills, and the mindset to get this done. Allie and Ben, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And for links to everything that we just mentioned, of course, just hit the website, commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And speaking of, join us on social. Stop ghosting me, okay? Whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or LinkedIn. There's only one place where you can find me, and the handle's the same. It's at Kim Commando. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, subscribe to this podcast, follow the podcast, give us a great five-star review, and please, please write something nice about the podcast because it helps us get higher in the ratings. And you know what? And my mother reads all the reviews. Oh, and she says, oh, Kim, they love you. Yes, you can say that.